Gobble, gobble. Gobble, 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 gobble. Gobble, gobble. The Thanksgiving special pod. We're Ooh, back. Yum, yum, yum. You uh, you having that post-Thanksgiving hayway over today? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It was nice to have the day off of work to be able to fully absorb all the calories. But uh, tough to even get the energy together to even be on this pod tonight. But we, we made it. We made it. I've been looking forward to it. I've been looking forward. I feel like we got some uh, some some explaining to do, some answering to do. But before we get to that, favorite Thanksgiving dish, what you got? Here we go. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, favorite Thanksgiving dish, I'm probably going to go with good old-fashioned, probably mashed potatoes. Can't go wrong with a little bit of gravy. Absolutely delicious. Oh, oh. Always tastes. Oh, 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 always usually it tastes good. Simple, dimple, but gotta like that wrinkle. I mean, mashed potatoes, like that's a classic. Like that's up, that's up there. You know how? You know, I, I, I you know, I'm not gonna, you know, brag a lot, but like, you know, I feel like Postley makes a really good mashed potato now. Like, and she really likes to like uh, make sure there's plenty of butter, cream in there. Mm. You know, so here, how do you like it? Do you like it completely like, like, uh, like whipped and creamy, or do you like a little like texture? Some of them aren't completely mashed all the way, kind of. I go both ways, but I, I prefer like a little bit of like texture, a little bit of uh, some some bumps in the road, you know. All right. Yeah, I get it. I, I personally right. like it all smoothed out. I like it to be whipped, whip, 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 whipped nicely. Um, but you know what really is like good. It. Then you can get the – my grandma used to do when she made it. She used to get a little, like, crust on the top. You know, like it's either oh, yeah. broiled or, you know, maybe these days in the fanciness of the cooking, you can get, like, one of those little flamethrowers, like, for creme brulee and kind of get a nice brown crisp on the top. Oh, that skin. Yeah, there you go, skin. All right. Are you all right with cheese? Like, you know, adding some little cheese into your mashed potatoes on uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. I mean, it's never really popped up, but I mean, sure, if it wouldn't hurt. But I mean, usually a little gravy, usually is the way to go. What if the cheese is like mixed in while they're making it? Like, so as you add the butter, the cream, and you throw maybe a little Parmesan in there, a little, you yeah, know, I, a little I'll Romano. I don't know. I'd be down for that. Yeah, I have no problem with that. I've never had it that way. That sounds amazing. If you know everybody makes it that way, that sounds delicious. But yeah, I mean, I'd be down. I'd be down. That's how it was made here, buddy. That's how it was made here. Uh, oh, best mashed potatoes in town. Yeah. So I'm gonna. Uh, so I have been introduced from Postley's side of the family to um, deboned chicken that is stuffed. Let me tell you, that's a game changer. I mean, because we, uh, you know, we had one left. We had one that was probably could have fed like four people. uh, So we had to get another one that actually was a a boned in and it was chicken, not turkey that we got also stuffed. Big difference. (laughs) This deboned comes from Houston. You can get it stuffed with like crawfish stuffing, all this, all these different types of uh, Cajun stuffing. Oh, Great texture, doesn't dry out. 
my favorite thing on the plate now. And that's funny because, like, you know, turkey can dry out, you know, and it's not always the favorite thing on the platter. But this, worth it. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Might have to to endeavor. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. It's – I think you can get it shipped, uh, you know. But, oh, nothing – and carve it and – it's not even carving. It's just cutting into it. There's no bone to ship around. There's nothing to know which way to go. Easy peasy. Yeah, I like I like turkey, but I've never been never been like a huge turkey fan. I know Thanksgiving, like yeah, so that's interesting. A little deboned chicken. Yep, yep. All right, let's uh let's quickly recap last week. Um, for all the players, teams that have sold, uh, we're not gonna talk about them. You sold, you get no airtime. So we just talk about the top six. Um. Oh, I do want to. I do want to, you know, yeah, answer the questions. You know, uh, you know, the, I appreciate uh, Plock and Medi filling in. You know, providing a, a pod when when uh, I was gallivanting in Vegas and Costa was rested, Woo! was recovering and taking some much needed time away from the pod. Um, filled in nicely. Yeah, hey, hold, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Though. Let's put let's put the brakes on this really quick before. Before we move on, you know, you always start by asking me all these questions and blah blah blah. You know, we, we just want we really quick. We will we want to know from you from being out there for the for that uh, extravagant event. What was your favorite part of the event? Was it actually being at the race? A being at the race. B just being in Vegas partying all night, being a fucking rock star like back in the day. Or C just being with your wife and getting away from the kids in general. Uh, this one's gonna shock you. Uh, it was. It's actually the race. The race was Woo! was. He likes the race, folks. He likes the race. The race was excellent. So, uh, without getting into too much of the boring details, Thursday night there was a disaster because they didn't prepare the track properly. One of the Formula One cars like went over a drain hole that wasn't welded down, and the car basically exploded, and they had to send everybody home, and. They didn't restart the practice session till like 2 a.m., but then there was some rule where everyone had to leave by 2 a.m. So long story short, no one could watch anything Thursday night, and people were pissed. I was out at the club. I didn't care about practice, so I didn't even know this happened until I woke up the next day at 3 p.m., checked my TikToks. So, um, But uh, Saturday for the qualifying, uh, they just got their shit together. Qualifying was was a pretty good experience, but the race was unbelievable for multiple reasons. One, you know, just like you know, the atmosphere of being there, like you know, they're making a you know, they got a bunch of club music that's playing, like free race. People are getting into it. Um, a night race, a back against the backdrop of Vegas and all those hotels, like really, guys, like, you know, being part of that, being there was amazing. But also the actual race. Because for multiple reasons, there were a lot of unknowns going into it. And thus, the drivers, it's not like a, a, it's the first time they ran, they did this one. So they weren't really sure what to expect as far as how the race, how, how they would perform on this track. It's a, it's a narrower track, a street race. Street races are known for not a lot of passing. Once you're in position, you're kind of stuck there. The other factor is that this is probably the coldest Formula One race temperature-wise in many, many years. And so drivers weren't sure how their tires were going to perform on it, how many 
stops they had to make where they're going to, where the tires going to last longer than usual. So strategies also kind of up in there. And long story short, there were a lot of position changes. The top two, the first one, two, three, four, five places, which doesn't happen a lot, made for it to be really exciting. Um, we had some pretty good seats where we were just like see the cars kind of zoom by, um, and then kind of take a break around a turn just before they got there. So you kind of got a little bit of a glimpse of what the cars. You you don't realize how fast they're going unless you're there. It's it is unbelievable. You know, you're watching this on TV and and speed down a street. It's like a turn and going from like, you know, 180 miles per hour down to 80. You have no idea what that feels like unless you're sitting there watching that happen. So for all those reasons, the race wins. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you saw it on TV, but it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, the track with like the, just the hotels in the background, like I've watched F1 racing before, but obviously in some amazing countries, but this was kind of different just with a night backdrop. <laughs> was really 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 kind of cool so and I, I love vegas as it is too so i thought it was really nice so but uh yeah there was also i saw there was also like a like a like a dance club thing going on too like on the side of like the track did you endeavor into that at all or did you just solely go to your seats and stay, like, stay the no night? i you know that there were the way that seating was set up is they had different sections of grandstands and you're only able to access your grandstand um oh. you know we were in, we were in one of the cheaper grandstands because tickets were outrageous uh, so there wasn't really like a dance club environment going on. There was food and drink that were provided. Uh, they're including your ticket. Well, not alcohol, but free food and non-alcoholic drinks were provided with your ticket purchase. Uh, but there were other areas where there was stuff going on and legit like had DJs performing throughout the day in those areas. Um, you know, one area was just by the sphere. I think you had access to the sphere as well. So, but no, my area was not like that. Awesome. Must have been a crazy town for the week. It was. I mean, you know, to see, I mean, half the strip was part of the race. So, yeah. you, did, you know, you're yeah. walking, even during the day, like, it's not like they close everything up. Like, it was weird to know that cars were driving on the strip on race day up till a certain point. Um, but, you know, just seeing all this stuff kind of set up and transform Vegas into a race track for a few hours a night uh it was it was nice it, it was a sight to see um yeah and you know how long were there oh, we're three, glad you had... three days in vegas is more had... than enough yeah yeah well glad, we're glad you had fun buddy and uh it's great glad, glad you were partying all night like the old days and uh thanks to plot and Meddy for doing a good pod and yeah let's roll get into the foosball Yes, I, I wanted to answer one thing though, Plakin. Uh, I, I do know how to edit on this. Um, I know that you can easily chop things out. Uh, so those times where, you know, Costa and I are saying, "Can you hear me?" Blah 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 blah. I'm too fucking lazy. This is all it is. I, I record it, but after recording, I usually go to bed, and I want to get the content out there as soon as possible. So I just publish it when I wake up the next morning, and that's that. A little peek behind the curtains. That's all I got. Yeah, Plotkin, this doesn't have to be perfect. We're not we're not throwing this out to an NBC audition here, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm too lazy to add it. All right, to the matchups. Uh, let's talk about a few of the ones that, you know, were one-sided. Interestingly enough, Rossett uh, obviously beats Turbin. Only puts up 135. Turbin 
after his trade still puts up 122. Yeah. It begs the question, well. could could Turbin have continued to compete? Well, I don't know. I mean, we could, we could analyze the trades and talk about all that, but shall, 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 shall we analyze the, the matchups first? And who yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that's, fine. that's fair. That's fair. So, you know, Rossett's team does okay. 135 is a little lower than I would expect his team to do based on the talent, so just not a great week. Um, and I have my opinions on the trades that Rossett made as well. So if there's you got anything to add to the matchup? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I just, uh, you know, Rossa was, was lucky to, to win in the first place. Turbin got close, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll add, well, I'm sure we're going to add a lot more to it when we analyze these trades in a few moments. So. All right, next matchup is, is – oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I, was, I just had not much to really say. There's a lot of these matchups, besides the ones out of the competing teams, are turning into buyers versus sellers, and – most of the buyers are winning most of them usually now, nowadays. So, Except for this next matchup where, well, I guess Josh, Josh isn't necessarily a buyer or a seller. He's just a, a there. He's just there. <laughs> 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 or, or is he there? I don't know. I don't know. You know, and he's setting the lineup, but like, you know, there's no communication. We don't know. Do you want to buy? Do you want to sell? Where are you? Where are you? Hello? But, um, I'm seeing him the I'm seeing Rar tomorrow, though. I can ask him all about it. Oh, there you go. There you go. Ask him, where are you? Where have you been? Um, but Plotkin was, was buying, uh, buying and kept buying. And he lost. And he fucking lost. It's got to yeah. give you no confidence. Well, well A-Chain, A-Chain got hurt early in the game, which really hurt, obviously. I mean, losing a player that really sucks. But, yeah, still, nonetheless. That's true. But he still got a victory point. Yeah, I'm just giving you shit because, like, you know, obviously the 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 roars were roaring really good on uh on 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 this last game with Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley putting up big points. So, I mean, I think that's what Josh was kind of hoping for the whole season, uh, and he got it once. You know, you know, that's, well, the saying is better late than never. It's probably better never. Like, you don't want to be fooled with what you could have been if the Jaguars would have gotten their shit together a lot earlier. So it's better if it was never. Well, hopefully Roar learned his lesson for next year in that you can't draft three key players from the same team. Because, look, even with this past game where, where they went off, if you look at the stats, I think Santino only had seven points because Lawrence dominated most of the action. Yeah. So it's like you just can't have that. You can't. you got to have one or the other when you're kind of looking at that. So And, and he should have. Well, he could still trade Trevor Lawrence now for that big game probably, but – but uh, yeah, but it's a big upset there. Big upset. I mean, he could have traded one of these players in the season, you know? Still can, technically. Saying, Trevor Lawrence and really were, were garbage most of the season. season. No one would have traded for him, and he wasn't going to trade ETN. So never mind. Scratch that comment. Okay. All right. That leaves. There were two matchups between two of the, you know, Projected playoff teams. There was you and Meetzel going at it. You took them down 133 to 121. You know, Meetzel's team was on fire. Um, but uh, he made a trade with uh, Jarrett and got Jarrett's dumpy-ass players, and he lost. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I, this was definitely... No, go ahead. What were you saying? No, no, sorry. I mean, I'm just rambling. Go ahead. 
No, I was going to say this was definitely the matchup of the week. Uh, you know, it was a battle for first place because Winner kind of was able to kind of get into that first place spot. Meathel had first place. Uh, yeah, man, it was. Uh, it definitely was, I mean, a very disappointing week for me because I, I'm not bitching, but I, I definitely have had, I feel like, the most injuries out of anybody. I mean, Justin Jefferson played three games for me. He still hasn't played yet. I found Kyron Williams, a diamond in the rough, played him for a few games, and he got hurt. He went there. Thankfully, he's coming back now. Cooper Cup can't fucking stay healthy. I traded for Kenneth Walker. He gets hurt early in the game last week. I mean, we were fucked. I mean, I, I had both Cup and Walker go out early in the game. I thought I was done. So I did something which I never do, which I hate people do to me. I texted Mitchell and said, hey, nice win, buddy, on Sunday night before the game started. And he, he said, he's like, hey, it's not over yet, man. And then lo and behold, you never know what's going to happen. So very, very fortunate, uh, rare, lucky win for me. I was not expecting it. Yeah. Sorry to jinx you, Patel. I mean, I agree. You've, I mean, you've definitely had the most impactful injuries. I don't know about the – but probably also the same amount as well. But, you know, the list that you just named off, like, if all those people stay healthy, you know, there's – you know, you run away with the division. All those people are, are top playmakers there. Um, so it's, it's unlucky. But, you know, the good news is that – well, I guess you guys are still playing for first. But, you know, you'll be in the playoffs – and if all you want is to make it through the playoffs, those three, two slash three games are the most important. Doesn't matter what happens before of that. So you want everyone to just get healthy in time for that, uh, you know, I, ride. I, I needed the, I needed to win more than him though because I got I got a harder schedule coming up. So that that was a big factor there, obviously. So I know, but but and, and, you, and, and as far as his yucky players though, you got you got to admit Saquon did perform for the first time ever. I know. I'm just making a comment of you know you you. You, you get half of some garbage-ass team that's garbage and you lose, like, eh, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll see. But, um, you know, the other thing that's, that's working out for you is, like, uh, Rashad White is coming, is coming on at the right time, you know? All of a sudden, oh, they've God. become dump-off central there. You get, like, seven receptions for 10 yards, but those all count as points. So, that's... You know, you, you know who gave me the tip on Rashad White preseason who, who said that, he even said this. He said this guy's gonna get dump offs from Baker Mayfield left and right. Who in our league? Yes, Tony. Yeah, yeah. Dax Pomona, you got yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. I got Rashad White in, in my in my PPR leagues. I knew what was up too. It ain't no it ain't that big a secret. Smash <laughs> uh, up uh, was me. And, um, oh, it was a big one. It was a big one. Another, another, another huge matchup. Yep. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go as far as the Cowboys' defense takes me. That's where Woo! it's at right now. Pick six every week for you. I mean, what's, what's the stat? Uh, I forget the, the name, the guy, the name of the guy, but he's got uh, Bland. The red Bland's got 500 NFL record, five huh. touchdown returns in for in this season. Yeah. Yeah, this season, which, which already. I think didn't that just beat the the record? And he's close record, to like, so, yeah. And he's close to like the total like people who've had their whole careers. He's done it five in one season. <laughs> yeah, your team's on fire, man. I mean, you're you're hitting all. Even without Eckler being Eckler, your team's performing. Prescott all of a sudden is like one of the hottest QBs. Seriously, I mean, you know, where did I that mean, come from? Yeah, I mean they're they're looking good. Brandon Cooks, big addition. They just decided, like, you know, I I don't know, you know, I just feel like they're at the beginning of the season they were winning, but they weren't firing in all cylinders. I feel like they were trying to be 
trying to be an offense that they weren't. Um, and now they're just on fire. Also, their, their schedule I don't think is that difficult either. So, um, all right. So that does it for the matchup. Let's 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 talk trades. You guys, you want to you want to start with some initial thoughts? You want me to start? What do you want to do? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'll start. I'll start by saying this. Like, I, you know, obviously we've all been commenting. Everybody's been, been bugging you. Like, people like to bitch. You know, people are always gonna bitch. We all know that. We all just made made, made the rules, and we're gonna live by the rules. We're not gonna redo things or whatever ridiculous things people bring up. Whatever, you know, it is what it is. But when we when we decide as a group that we're gonna have limits on things we assume that, that the group's going to be responsible enough to make good decisions on deals and not just give away players. You know what I mean? That's my position on this. And, and I'm not seeing that responsibility. And like, so I'll just talk to you about a couple of deals. And we, there's been a lot of deals obviously, but like, like what happened with Turbin this week was like the biggest drama of everything, obviously like, like Turb, I don't like to see teams that are, or not, he was like maybe like four points in back of you still. And I know that he was playing Jeff, and and, and I talked to Serb about it. He, he gave me his reasoning, and I kind of understand what he's saying, that he, he felt like he was playing Jeff. He was going to lose anyway. Your team was gonna, probably going to win, blah, 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 and you had so many more points than him. But, but at the same token, like, you're not out of it. Like, 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 and, and, and if we're going to have teams selling when they're still in contention with four games left, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, and, and, I, and then on top of it all, we're giving away – for the first trade, which I, I was at work, and I, I, I'm pretty sure that I don't know the exact details, but it was going to be Burrow and Lamar and Chase initially for fucking whatever. I mean, that's that's ridiculous for like twenty five dollars. I mean, that's not. I mean, three two quarterbacks in a two QB league and a number one receiver, and then even the fucking last deal with fucking Chase and Lamar for for eighteen or whatever the hell it was. I mean, that's insane, man. And I know Burrow got hurt, but we didn't know Burrow was going to get hurt before that deal was made. So my whole thing with that day was first that deal with Meatfield didn't make sense. You're trading Saquon and Henry. I know they've not been good this year, but for 17, like two players who are number one caliber running backs, you're, you're making that team a lot better. And then Jeff rags on you for that deal, smells blood in the water, and then takes advantage, <laughs> and then fucking, and, 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 and then you let him make a deal with you for fucking, which was shit because and, and Tur panicked, man. I'm sorry, Tur, but. There was too much panic there. You, 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 and I know that everybody made deals already. There weren't that many buyers left, but I just didn't get it. Like I, I get his point of view a little bit, but I would have waited, blah, blah, blah. Now, that being said, what we said, his team this week, I don't think he would have played Warren if he would have had his other players. So I don't know if he would have won, but at the same token, maybe he could have. But it's a moot point at this point. But, yeah, that was the, the one deal that really – and, and here, here's here's my take, man. Oh, and I'm sorry. I know I'm, I'm rambling here. But no, you're fine. If we keep this, this – there, there, there's, there's two ways. There's a couple ways to resolve this. One is we completely get rid of this and just fucking say we're done with this bullshit, and which is Bastard's idea, by the way. I don't know why Jeff thinks it was my fucking idea, and uh, and and we just fucking move away. And whoever sold dollars will, get, like myself, will get punished for next year, and whoever gained dollars will have their dollar, just like we did this year, and we'll just call it kaput. That's it. We could do that, or if we do keep it, I think we should make it where only one player can be traded per deal. And that there's like a tier structure where if you're like a top 10 player in your position, you have to go for at least a certain value, like $15 or whatever. If you're like a top 20 player, you go for 10, like something like that where there's more structure to it, where you don't just dump two top fucking players for $17 because you think you're not going to have anybody else buying the rest of the year. I mean, it's crazy. And you're making other teams that much better and getting stud play. I mean, I know Saquon and Henry are not having good years, but they're still number one players. I mean, Henry's playing Carolina this week. 
I mean, of course he's going to have a huge game when he plays a shitty team. Like, so it just you, you can't. It's giving away too much, and it's skewing the league too much. Basically, is what I'm saying about the way the system is right now. So that's my resolution to it. We're not going to bitch about it anymore. We'll come up with a solution next year. But I thought those were ridiculous deals. And then on top of it, Jeff's like bitching about deals and how there's too many deals. And then he's making deals just to make deals. And he's trading with this fucking competitor and giving him Mahomes and fucking Kelsey. Or no, he gave Mito Kelsey, which fucks me. But I'm just saying, like, you're, 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 you're like, what are you doing? Like, like I, I don't get it. Like, you're, you're making other teams better and you're getting DB dollars back for next year. But you're, aren't you trying to win now? Like, are you trying to win for next year? I don't get it. But anyway. Sorry to ramble. You tell me what you think. Oh, well, it's all ac- accurate stuff. I won't belabor all those points, but uh, I'll be honest. I thought Turb was going to catch me and boot me out of the playoffs. I honestly did. And then when I saw he was selling, I was like, whew, I, got, I just got a plan for the actual playoffs now. I don't got to worry anymore. Like, yeah, his team was, was coming. Like, I get it. Burrow got hurt. Yes. But like other parts were coming together. And it's not like my team is lighting the thing on fire. So, I didn't understand selling either. Um, I agree. I don't. I don't see why. I don't see the the, the, the panic. You know. I think Trevor made a comment where he's like, "Oh, Jeff had all the leverage." No, no. You have to understand your position. The position is, you're the last team to have players available. You can be selective. You know. There's something to be said about not taking a deal if it's not meeting what you expect it to be. And to put it in perspective, this all started out with me buying Montgomery for fifteen dollars. That's where yeah, the market started, been, because that you he's know been one of the best players. He's been one of the best acquisitions so far. So that's where it started. Um, I put it in offer to Myers. He said someone else put in a similar offer. What was my ability to go up to? That's where it went to, and then somehow it, it immediately got it got diluted like a week later, and yeah, that's. I mean, that's, I, you can be, you can be uh, with it, but you can't be, you can't call foul on it because that's just, you know, and this alludes to like, you know, Plotkin saying, oh, why are you sucking up to Jeff or like, making good decisions? Because he is. There's a reason that he's a fucking entrepreneur. You know, he thinks outside the box. There's nothing that says. You can't buy back a player. Now, if you want to talk about whether that's something in integrity in the game of the field, that's something different. But to make to come up with that and it's not against the rules, we, I can't be mad at that. I can be mad that I didn't come up with that. You know, but I think it's a fair thing to buy back a player the next season. No, I think that is uh, that is collusion there. But we never said it couldn't happen. So you, you can be, you know frustrated with it but you can't be crying foul on it um you know and I, listen I, there were times i i would i would rather not sell a player if i didn't get the getting the value that i was thinking i was going to get for example in my other league it's a like one quarterback league i have both josh allen and tua i've been offered you know, earlier in the season when I'm not using tool, right? A tool means nothing to me. I have one bye week. I got two top 10 quarterbacks in a league where quarterbacks are dropping left and right. Like six weeks ago, someone offered me, you know, Najee Harris for, for Tua. I don't want Najee. I asked for Bijan. You give me Bijan? No, then I'm not doing the trade. I, you know, Tua can sit, Tua has been sitting on my bench because I haven't gotten a, a equal value for it. To me, 
that's we're still winning because some other team needs him, isn't getting him. And that brings us to the next point. And and I I I I I'm with you on, on what Rasa did. I don't know why you sold Kelsey and Mahomes. I get it. You got what you think is the better player, Lamar Jackson. I mean, right now, we'll see three weeks from now. Um, but there's he's something to be not, said about not making your competitors stronger. You you gave a team like Medi who has like one really good quarterback, another quarterback. You've automatically made the person who's right on your heels better. Like I agree to improve your position for next year. Are you trying to win this year? Are you trying to set yourself for next year? Which, which one is it? Why would you trade Kelsey away? He's still the best tight end in the game. Fine. He's having a little bit of down here. He's still the best tight end in the game. Why would you trade him? You didn't want to play. You have another good one. Hold on to him. And this this yeah. leads this leads to my final point. So Plotkin and Medi were talking about their deals, basically versus like the deals that we made. They had the thought of improving their depth. They wanted to get multiple players for a cheaper price than spend a lot on one player. I disagree with that mindset. Obviously, you disagree with that, too. You and I both. I forget. Did you just make one trade or two trades? I made two deals. I traded 10 and 23 for Kenneth Walker because he's going to be my keeper, yeah. and I traded 17 for Lamb. Okay, so you did, you did what I did. I, I traded yeah. for Montgomery. I traded for Taylor. I put down a total of 27. You put down a little Boy. something over 30 or something. So I, I, I don't see the value of going for depth at this point in the season. The bottom line is you want to have the strongest at every position. If someone gets hurt, you're fucked. That's just what it comes down to. Because you want to have the best of the best in your lineups. And when you have the best of the best, you're not going to have someone who's going to be plugged in and perform for you just like that person. You're just not. So is it, this is where maybe, maybe we have a difference in, in, in how, how you, you've, you know, set yourself up for the playoff run. But you know, I'd rather have all my pieces being solid Zero depth because if if one of those goes out, I'm not going to win anyway because my depth ain't going to replace that production. So that's why I only made two moves. Me too. And and, and in addition to to like you know Jeff's also making teams like a team like Meatles team giving him Kelsey. A stud player that he might have to play in the championship. I mean, it goes the same way with uh, with Medi. You know, they, I know Medi's in his division, but you know, you, these are other teams you might have to compete with in the end, and you're giving them good players. And I mean, it might pan out for him in the end, but I'll tell you what: if you look at Lamar's stat line, I see a lot of 11 point games, 10 point games here and there for Lamar. He's not that great, but whatever. There's no way that move pans out for you this season. There's nothing good that happens from you doing that. You've provided a team with a better overall team that you're competing against. You might, it might pan out for you next year in the sense that you didn't win the championship, but you still have some, you don't have the lowest amount of draft dollars. But then you're not playing for now. You're, you're playing both, which doesn't win championships. So the other thing is 
Turbin, stop offering me Ayuk for $10. You sold fucking Chase and Lamar Jackson for 18 Do you think I'm going to buy one decent receiver for $10? Do you, I'm not a fucking idiot, okay? Like, the value is different now. I'm not buying him. We don't want to wreck anybody. Everybody's going to have, you know, everybody has a good chance who's left is still winning. But we just don't want to see the, the market killed in the league where fucking players are being traded for shit and you're making teams that much better. It just doesn't make sense. That's all we're saying. We want to see the market be fair, and there's ways to control that. So we, we can, we'll, and instead of bitching, we'll come up with solutions for next year and figure out ways to do that, such as voting on not buying back players, blah, blah, blah. It is what it is for now, but yeah. I think, honestly, another solution is just to put every trade up for a vote. Yeah. And then, yeah. yes, you're, that's not perfect because you're relying on everyone to vote with integrity. And not to just deny a deal because they don't want a team to get better, but you deny it based on the value of the deal that it thinks. Because you said, you know, I bought one running back for $15 and Mito bought two for 18 You know, yeah. it, it's, it's it, the value got diluted very quickly. Um, and, I bought one for 23 23 yeah. for me, and he's hurt. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I and part of me wa- doesn't want to control it too much because it. This is the other reason why I like this is because this is like real. This mimics real life more than anything else. We're yeah, we're we're managing our teams for the future. We're playing with draft capital. We're making deals. You know, teams are agreeing to deals based on what they think is best for them both ways, and just like in the real life. The all deals are not created equal. Not everyone under you know will have, value everything exactly the same. But that being said, it, they shouldn't be this lopsided. So some right re- regulations coming. Commissioner Gordon is here, folks. We should start doing like a talk to commission session where we have people call in and ask you questions. Yeah, no. I'm sure, I'm sure you'd love that. No, I'm not. I'm not here to fucking answer people's questions. All right. The the answer is going to be look it up. Look, look it up. Look it, up. <laughs> look it fucking up. <laughs> that should be. I mean, that should be just fucking common sense, though. Before you ask, look it up. Look it up. All right. Let's talk about the matchups coming up. Uh, I mean, it's Matt. I mean, oh, I should. I don't know. What are the standings now? Uh, let me go back to that. Real so quick. right, yeah. So well, right now, uh, you know, we'll start with we'll start, we'll start with my division, the shit division. Even though I wouldn't say we're shit, we have three solid players coming out of us. Uh, I have a slender lead over Patel. School guy, I think High Man just one victory point behind me, uh, and then Plotkin, I believe, is. Two victory points I have in front of me. Maybe you do now, but he's right there. So we're so I'm one, Mito's two, Plotkin's three, and then Roar is in four. Not officially eliminated yet, Roar, by the way. What? <laughs> and then in your division, I'm just, I'm just laughing because Roar is not officially eliminated. Uh, and then your division, I, like I said, I don't, do you have it in front of you or no? I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, going off yeah. My, uh, yeah. All right, so I'm, go I'm ahead. Okay. You, 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 you do oh. your division. I forgot. I forgot. Uh, you know, Rossett's ahead with uh, 18 total wins. Meddy's got 17, and I got 
14. So, um, I mean, Rossett and Medi are vying for that top spot. I'm pretty much locked into the playoffs right now, but you know, it, I, I can't get a first round by, so it doesn't really matter what these weeks do for me. And obviously like it's a tight, tight race for the, between the three of you guys. So every win matters for, for you guys. So yeah. it, it'll be interesting to see how it goes on. So you're, you're, I guess everyone's matchup matters except for mine. It doesn't matter what I do. Cause I'm pretty much locked in. So. Well, you want to get the home field advantage for that first playoff game, though, buddy. Oh yeah, what, what's that got me, huh? <laughs> extra, an extra five DDs for next year. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, the matchup. So let's let's start with let's start with uh, the first time that the the hosts are playing each other this week, and a huge matchup for me. At yeah. Least. I, I I know you. If you didn't care about your matchups anymore, you could have taken it easy on me a little bit, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that my matchups didn't matter till uh, right now. Um, so, uh, but uh, I mean, my kicker got you minus one, so you know, yeah, there's that. That was, that was good. That was good. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, you know, the Cowboys did their thing for you so far. I mean, you know, uh, Prescott had a huge game. I don't know how the hell he got 35, but it was huge. And uh, yeah, I mean, and then the Cowboys defense, which has been your saving grace all season. But uh, but you know what? Tua's performance today, yep, very yep, lackluster. Exactly, exactly. Keep, exactly. Keep, keep, keep keeping us looming around, so we're nothing's done yet. So you know, we got a chance. We got a chance. But uh, George Kittle fucking having a shit week didn't help me very much, though. But but yeah, that's but, where we're at right now. But you still got lots to lots left to look forward to. So and CD had a great yeah. game. So it's yeah. it's not over. It's I, I got out to a big lead. And the projections currently have me favored, but you know, one forty, one twenty-four right now, I think. But I don't think Eckler has scored more than ten points the past two or three weeks. It's, you know, it's uh. Well, him, him and Allen have a very tough match this week against Baltimore, so that's that's the only thing. They oh, can, but there I you go, Herbert. So yeah, I mean, I mean Herbert to do well, but yeah, but we'll see, we'll see. You know, I, mean, I still think you'll pull it out, unfortunately, but we'll see. All right. Um, we'll look at Medi and Fiala. Medi should yeah, probably win. Oh, yeah. It, the yeah. projections. and no, Yeah, no, he's no. got uh, – Easy. So, it, just, it comes down to will Medi seem have enough firepower to put up uh, a victory point. And he's off to a pretty good start. I mean, Brees Hall only got eight points, but, I mean, that's, you should be happy with the way the Jets played today. Um that's going to be the downfall of Brees is just the fact that like they don't they don't score touchdowns they can't do anything um, their team is sunk. Uh, Debo Debo coming alive. I got Debo in my other G League, so I was happy about that. So that Debo, Debo looks good. yeah Debo looks good. So and this, you know Mixon might get more involved. They don't have a quarterback anymore, so Matty seem might be uh, on the rise. You know. Not gonna go down quietly with that last uh, victory point or uh, for a first round bye. I mean, um, Mitchell and I appreciate why it's been changed the names of middle class clunkers. I find that hilarious. Well okay. done. Um, you know, Whitesman teams just it's gonna put up points still. Jordan Love yeah, with twenty six right. this week. Yeah, he's picking up players. I mean, him and Turbo, give him credit, even though they're out of it, they're at least trying to. 
at least play because they know that there's still something on the line for other people. So you got to give them credit for that at least. Yeah, I mean, this is what Mito's one team that's undergone a full facelift because uh, he's now got uh, Barkley and Henry and Kelsey. Yeah, he's really... like a super team. He's got like a fucking yeah. super team all of a sudden. Yeah. It's, it's okay, we'll see man. Big the... the best team in the league. <laughs> but this is what happens sometimes when you have an embarrassment of riches. You know, he didn't play Mostert because he didn't, you know, but Mostert put up 21 points. You know, yep. are, are Henry sure. or, or Barkley going to do that? Because, like, this is what's going to happen. You have too many good things. You start – I don't know. It can happen. But regardless, Mito's going to win this week. So, Yep. Doesn't really matter. Um, Plotkin and Daniel. Uh, Plotkin off to a hot start. Um, should do pretty good. He should be able to win this. But Plotkin's team's got a, you know, only projected for 129, you know. And then Devin, a chain, out. And out. Is, he, is he already getting getting the injury bug treatment? Because uh, he played, what, three downs back from his that game. And I, I know it was a different injury, but it's, or different mechanism of injury, but same leg. So, uh. yeah. I don't feel good about that. Um, and, but Plocken will yeah. probably win. Yeah, Plocken's going to win. It's more just the comments on how much will his team, you know, how far will it take it? Um, Rossett off to a huge, huge start already. Um, we'll see. We'll see if the the moves that he made line up for this year. Um, you know, it looks like uh, Rossett is going to hold an edge over Medi still. Um, so one point ahead moving forward. And uh, your guys' matchups – Probably it's we had you all pretty everyone. Oh no, oh no, I'm playing you, and right now I'm favored yeah. to win. So uh, that could drop that could drop you down in the standing. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, well, I mean, Mito and Plotkin have cupcake matchups this week against the uh, sellers. So, well, hey, it's all good. That's why, that's why it was a big week against Mito last week to get that win. But we're not out of it yet. We're still looming and lingering around you, buddy. Looming what's and lingering. the? Uh, let's look at the schedule moving forward. That's what's going to be really interesting. Um, what do we got? Let's see. So we went through this. We got to only two weeks of the regular season left. Um, let's see. Medi's going to be playing Weitzman, so that should be a win there. What's Rossett doing? Rossett is playing Myers. Okay, that should be a win there. Um, so that will be the same position. And then week 14 – um, Ross is playing me. Uh, it'll be an Ooh, interesting man. matchup there. Who's Medi playing? Uh, Medi is playing Myers. So it's really going to come down to week 14. Uh, you know, will my team still put up points at that point? Or, uh, so Ross has got to beat me basically to have the buy, I think. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know who has the most points between the two of them. So I think Ross does. So, Rasa probably has the buy locked up based on this schedule. And then looking at you guys. Oh, we're talking about week 12, so week 13. 
Ooh, you're playing Plotkin, and Meatle's playing Grant. So, oh God, Meatle's that is a, a cupcake schedule down the stretch. There here. you go. That's I mean, you know, basically the the winner of Plotkin and you is going to be fighting Meatle for the bye, probably. I'm going to have um, to earn this fucking number one seed, huh? Fuck. And then the last week, you got way of the shark, man. You got way of the shark, so that is good for you. Um, Meatsel's got Bassinger. That's not a cupcake, as Bassinger mm-hmm. so can still put up points. And Bruh. then, and then, <laughs> and then, uh, Plotkin's got Fiala. So between, yeah, I mean, the, unfortunately, unfortunately, this is a must-win for you for against me to keep you in the driver's yeah. seats. But we lost this. Went out. I got, I got, I got to win out. That's the bottom line. No, I mean you could lose this week and still uh, have a shot, um, but yeah, it, it looks like Mitchell has got a cupcake schedule towards the end. He's got nothing but uh, selling teams on his list, so there's I mean, a good I, chance. I mean, mean mitchell has got fucking Singletary, Mostert, uh, fucking uh, Henry, Barkley. I mean, it's insane. The amount of depth this guy's got all of a sudden now. By the way, hey, quick commentary. You know, we were talking a few weeks ago. Uh, how insane is it? The, think about Buffalo's running back system. Moss going to a different team, like showing off this year. Singletary all of a sudden looked like a stud back. What's up with the running back water, man, in Buffalo? And didn't I tell? Didn't I mention this on the pod a few weeks ago? No, we did. I know we, we yeah. mentioned it with Moss. Yeah, and now Singletary's going off. No, but I also went back as far as Marshawn Lynch. The same thing that's there. Right. Yeah, it's just some good correlation. I, you, you know, it's. It's I don't know I don't know what it is. They don't know how to utilize running backs. Like they had the only one they could use was Sean McCoy, but that's because like he's a special talent. He you know, he was able to break tackles, do stuff on his own. So I mean now I, I kinda understand like Josh Allen is you know, kind of the running back on the team. But they also they don't have good blocking scheme. I ha- I don't know. There's but there's something, I agree. Yeah. I, I don't know why they I, I, I don't know why they didn't value Singletary at all. I remember his rookie year, you know, he kind of like popped up second half of the season. And then every season they're like, you're not going to be the one. You can't yeah, they never, carry the they load. They never gave him the job. Yeah, they never, they never did. The they always try to get someone else. It always ended up being, he always came through in the second half of the season. Like if you picked him up and, you know, he didn't do any because someone whoever drafted him wasn't gonna hold on to him. If you picked him up, like he could win you your league because they're like, Oh yeah, this guy can play really well. I don't know why we don't use him. And then the next year the same thing. So but unfortunately the whole Buffalo team is just the wrong direction. I don't know. I don't know if if I don't know if Josh Allen has what it takes to win it all. Uh he's a superior talent, great at fantasy, uh, but too many turnovers to keep your team from losing. I agree. And their defense is injury ridden, injury riddled. So uh, uh, their 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 window may have shut as far as going for the Super Bowl right now. Stephon Diggs is acting up as well. It's just looking like it's starting to fall apart for them. So our, so our league, you know, I, th- I think I think we've got some some pretty good matchups on the stretch here to be decided, and some with the playoff teams with positioning and such. So, 
definitely still still some things to be determined. Uh, before before we wrap things up, you know, we've had a pretty high demand to talk a little G League on here, and I, I know we I know, I know we, we we always have a lot to talk about here, so we can we can definitely wrap it up here for a few minutes of G League if that's cool with you. Oh, uh, of course. We're down to you know we're down to seven teams. Uh, I don't know if you looked at the projections recently, but uh, little KG here finally is looking like he might be ousted. But it's going to be cool. I mean, I'm, I'm predicting at 107. Uh, everybody else is like 116 or above. But we'll see. We'll see. I, uh, I've had a good run, man. I've had a good run for now. I really don't have that many good players at all. I don't know how. I'm still hanging around. I, I, I'm scooping up players for free like a fucking maniac every week. But uh, we've been surviving so far. But you, you, you know what I realized about G League for everybody who wants to play in the future? The strategy is you have to save your money. That's it. You can't. And yes, you could get eliminated early on by by doing that. But you have to have money here at the end because once players become available every week, you have to have more money than other people to get the bigger name players to stack up your roster. And and I just feel like that's the way to go. I I made the mistake of blowing a ton of money on Jalen Hurts when I already had C.J. Stroud, but I would have been knocked out already if I didn't do that. So you, you could look at a net point of perspective too but at the same token i just feel like if you don't have money to end the season you're kind of fucked so uh but yeah man i mean right now i a lot of heads left i think that you know i, I think jeff probably might have one of the better teams right now i think him and like uh tack are, are probably up there for me but i would say i'm probably the worst team and probably to be eliminated but yeah what, what are your thoughts on the remaining g league uh it's you know you're you got you, you put in Brandon Cooks this week who got you 17 you like points. That's 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 you huge. Like that? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's huge. And Jalen Hurts is good for 2025. So that might be enough with just like you know whatever you get from the rest of the ragtag group on there. So like we're that scraping might be away, buddy. We're scraping away. <laughs> that might be enough to do it because you know if you look at and this happened in the other league too. I am scraping by in that league. I don't have any business being around still, but you just need a team like, you know, to not to put myself on there, but like my team was stacked and I got eliminated, you know, like it, the, the, uh, it just takes like one team to have a bad week and your team is just not the worst team. And you can kind of slide by and slide by and slide by. And so, yeah, but you make a great point. You need to have some money left. I think it, you know, I think the best strategy is have a value that you want to keep for as you get towards the end of the season. Because if you notice, the amount the players are going for is a lot less now too. Yeah, like you can get yep. you can yep. get a, a straight up starter for thirty dollars right now. Yeah. Uh, versus, because yeah. the other thing you have to keep in mind is that every time a team gets eliminated, you know, at the beginning when the team got eliminated, there was one, two players you might want from that team, right? Or, you know, or maybe like three or four, but like two superstar that going to go for a lot. And then three and four, like, oh, you know, you would use them because they're better than who you're starting. But there's someone that you're going to want for the full time. Maybe not. So uh, but the values drop now because now a team gets eliminated. Every player on that team is a starter caliber player. It just is whether or not that starter is better than what you currently have. But you can get them for a fraction of the price. So. Yeah, that's uh, that's yeah. a strategy to have. So, I think if I I was looking at it before, I think uh, Rex Burke Headedless has yeah he's got two hundred forty nine left. So he has a stranglehold on 
any of the of the players, and I and it's it's my friend Jordy. That's who it is. And he knows dummy. He knows how these things are gonna work. So he's gonna make sure that if there's a player he wants, he's gonna put just sixty nine dollars on that player because he knows, and he'll do the math to figure out how much he needs to put down to get on every single one. So, um. Yeah, he's probably okay. the favorite then. Yeah, I didn't realize he had that much money left. He's got to be the yes. favorite then. I mean, he's, so, he still has to survive, but. Right. I mean, I mean, his lineup, I mean, ooh. He's got Dak, who's been on fire right now. Running backs are a little, oh, no, he's got, oh, he's got Eckler now. Uh-oh. Eckler curse yeah. could go around. And I, I, keep picking him up. flying around. I know. Oh, he's also got Jefferson on the bench. Woo, boy. I might be liking his team. He got Jefferson for like five dollars, which, which I didn't get. I, I didn't even bet on Jefferson that week because I figured he'd go for more. But because he was hurt for five, that was I thought that was crazy. I thought that was crazy too because I was the one who had him before. And you know what? I bet on him like two hundred. <laughs> because uh, well, I because I thought I honestly thought that my team was so stacked that you were I stacked, could, but... that I that I could afford to just hold on to him until like he came back. Well, it doesn't matter how stacked you are. It doesn't matter. I mean, you can, you can, you can, you can like you said, you go out any given week, a couple players have a bad week, you're for yourselves, basically. So, we'll see. We'll see. We need some, we need some, we need some players. We need a, we need a low-scoring Sunday is what we need. Low-scoring Sunday. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it hurts to look at this because the, the, the chop points, I have the highest amount of points I got eliminated, 97. And the average points per week is more than almost everyone that's still playing at 117. Like, what the fuck, yeah. man? That's brutal. Yeah. I know. You got, you got fucked. Yeah. Jacoby Myers, man. Jimmy Garoppolo and Jacoby Myers forever will be your, uh, your downfall in that, that, that game. Uh, oh, my God. In one of my, uh, in the, I joined a dynasty league. And in that league, someone offered me a trade that included Jacoby Myers. I was like, no, can't do it. Guy fucked me. <laughs> I picked, I picked him up for a week in G League, and he was terrible after, after you. I don't know if you noticed that, and then I dropped him. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, no, he's, he's, he's unplayable. I actually have, done, him in almost, I have, have him in almost all of my leagues, and he's just sitting on the bench because, like, he can't make – I mean, nothing against him. Obviously, he can play, but the, the whole Raiders offense is just a, a dumpster fire. The whole organization is a dumpster fire. Well, hopefully, you guys enjoyed the little G League talk. AK, it's been a pleasure chatting with you as always, my friend. Pleasure as always, my man. Have a good one. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Have a good one. Gobble, gobble.